Greetings, brothers and sisters. It's a beautiful Monday morning. It's October 26, 2020. I am back again online. I am back online, though I am not fully satisfied. I still have one more critical component to adjust so that we can continue spreading the gospel all over the world. And several of you have shown your concern. Uh, I appreciate that and I appreciate your prayers and encouragement. We are back online. The gates of hell shall not prevail against Yahweh's church. Praise the name of the Most High. Matthew 24 verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Upon the proclamation of the gospel, the end shall come. This morning's word is one that is very intriguing, very interesting, a very power-packed, dynamic word, and sometimes many people take this particular word for granted. But it is as serious as there is a day of judgment, and I must bring this word to you, many of you, to remind you that we have got to live our lives before the all-seen eyes of Yahweh, that nothing escapes. There is a day of judgment, and the simplest things are what we have got to give account for on the day of judgment. Do you remember this song? As a little child growing up, you may have sung it in kindergarten, you may have sung it in Sabbath school or Sunday school. It goes like this, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little ear, what you hear. And it says here now, Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in tender love, so be careful, little tongue, what you say. And then it goes on to talk about the hands, be careful, little hands, and it talks about the feet, be careful, little feet, where you go, and it goes on to the heart and says, Oh, be careful, little heart, whom you trust. Oh, be careful, little heart, whom you trust. And also there's another one in the church hymnal that says, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Yes, Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. You see, these songs are being taken for granted. We sang them so much that they have just become such like as we walk and we talk, as we breathe and we eat, as we drink, as we sleep. They have become so commonplace that we don't give much thought to what they are saying. And these two songs are very important and critical to our salvation and how we shall stand on the day of judgment. We will get back to the word after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel the word today is entitled, That Incredible Little Member. Who is that member? Of which congregation or church does that little member belong to? Have you seen that member? Do you know that member? Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Yahweh, I come to you in the name of your Son, your Holy Son, the Lamb of the Most High Elohim, your Son who is the propitiation for my sin and for the sin of the world. 
I pray, Yahweh of hosts, that you would please draw near to us. As I open your word and expound upon this wonderful passage of scripture and how you are guiding us, Yahweh of hosts, in the way we should live and how our conversation should be, I pray, Father in heaven, Yahweh Elohim, El Shaddai, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word, touch hearts, change lives, and save souls, I pray. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14. I'm going to be reading from the New English Translation, and then I'm going to read from the King James Version. It says in the New English Translation, For Yahweh will evaluate every deed, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And this is the one that we know well from the King James Version. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now, I'm talking here about that incredible little member. And here I'm going to expose this incredible or that incredible little member. It is the tongue, the human tongue. The tongue is a muscular organ in the mouth of most vertebrates that manipulates food for mastication and is used in the act of swallowing. It has importance in the digestive system and is the primary organ of taste in the gustatory system. These are some big words, and if you did well in school and with biology, you would know where I'm coming from. Now, how does your tongue make you talk? How does our tongue make us talk? The creator of heaven and earth, creator of majestic angels, and creator of human beings, mankind. He gave man tongue to speak, but angels don't need tongue to speak. The angels communicate by thought. You see, they're not flesh and blood. They're spirits and they operate on a higher plane. They don't need the parts, the body parts that we have. So how does our tongue make us talk? The lips Tongue and teeth form the sounds to make speech. For example, the tip of the tongue touches just behind your top teeth to make a D sound. By moving the tongue, changing how much air comes out and vibrating or not vibrating the vocal cords, you can make over 40 different speech sounds. Me and you, human beings, can make over 40 different speech sounds, providing that we are Providing that we are not retarded or we don't have any sort of mental um, inability to communicate these, our thoughts. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? As I move on more, giving you a little bit of facts here. The tongue is one of the few organs that we see. It is the large fleshy lump of pink muscle that rests in your mouth. Yes, in your mouth and my mouth, protected by our teeth. The tongue has a number of different responsibilities and is known best for holding our sense of taste and making us able to do things like breathe, eat, and talk. Aren't you grateful for a wonderful creator that gave us a tongue? And you can find many creative things to do with your tongue. I'm not going to go there. Please don't encourage me. Tongue cleaning. And it is very important to clean our tongues. You see, tongue cleaning with a tongue scraper, is proven to help prevent heart attacks, pneumonia, premature births, diabetes, osteoporosis, and infertility in men. This is something that many of you didn't know. So wives, if you are not able to become impregnated by your husband, maybe it's time for him to take a good 
look at his tongue and scrape it well and clean it because that might be a problem why he is not being able to impregnate you. That's just a bit of scientific and biological insight. As we get into this fascinating, incredible little member, remember it's an incredible member and I'm certain that you are finding out how incredible this little member is. There is a myth that says that different areas of the tongue let us taste different things. This is not true. Taste buds are all over the tongue and you can taste anything, anywhere on your tongue. I know for a fact that the older one gets, the less they are able to taste. So if you are a senior person over 65 cooking in a kitchen, then you may salt the food too much or you may oversweeten the, the, the liquid or the whatever you're making too much. You see, because I don't really want to say it, but... You may eat from a senior person like your grandmother and the, the tea might be too sweet or the tea might not be sweetened or the, the food may be too salt or under salt. And this is just the case. As human beings get older, we lose the, the ability to taste things with our tongues. And I go on to say that the tongue is not really the strongest muscle you have. In fact, it is made up of eight different muscles, and these are the only muscles in the body that work independently of a skeleton to form movement. Oh, what an awesome creator we have. The tongue is an incredible part of the body, you would agree. But its best asset by far is allowing us to fully appreciate delicious foods and treats. But now having gone through the amazing facts of what a wonderful organ the tongue is to the human being, we are going to get into the biblical part of the whole issue now of that incredible little member. Let's look at the book of James chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5. We'll jump over verse 2, but we'll be going from verse 1 down to 5. And I'm reading from the New English Version it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we will be judged more strictly. And if we put bits into the mouths of horses to get them to obey us, then we guide their entire bodies. Look at ships too. Though they are so large and driven by harsh winds, they are steered by a tiny rudder wherever the pilot's inclination directs. So too, the tongue is a small part of the body. Yet it has great pretensions. Think how small a flame sets a huge forest ablaze. So the tongue is a small part of the body, just as the ship, which is a very large vessel, is governed by a little rudder, a little instrument at the stern, at the back of the boat. So the tongue, which is a very small part of the body, is filled with great pretensions. In other words, it's full of lies, very hypocritical, it's very deceptive. Think how small a flame sets a huge forest ablaze. And just as a little spark gets into the forest and falls on the forest floor. You see all these fires that are all around California? All these fires that are devastating certain states in America? A lot of them are forest fires because campers left their fires without extinguishing them. Some of it might be lightning strike and a little spark. It only causes a spark. 
and there's millions upon millions of damages to people's homes and property and even the wildlife in the forest is killed and destroyed because of this little spark that started a fire and destroyed many and many are killed because of this and many have lost their property their belongings because of a very small flame that has caused a forest fire proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof your love lie your love contention your love confusion and strife your love bacchanal this is what causes a lot of people to die many people are in the grave many people are maimed and disfigured because of the tongue because of that little member that incredible little member that sometimes cannot be bridled we put into horses mouths a metal piece of thing called a bit that beast we control that beast with a bit in its mouth called a bridle but some of us do not know how to bridle our tongues we speak anything we just blot it out but engage brain before engaging mouth brothers and sisters many relationships are shattered wars are started people are in the grave in the cemetery because of the mouth because of the tongue they are foolish they do not engage their brain before engaging their mouth they do not think before they speak david said Yahweh, please help me to be slow to speak and quick to listen set a watch over the door of my mouth and my lips david recognized the importance of being wise the importance of shutting up speak when you're spoken to answered when you're called this is a proverb that i've been always been hearing from my mother when i was young and it is still relevant today so james is talking about you know we we put bits into the mouths of horses to get them to obey us what do we have to put into the mouths of some christians i'm not even going to talk about the ungodly what do we have to put into the mouths of some people who say that they are Christians? Do we have to put the whole saddle in your mouth to get you under control? Ah, uh, my brother and my sister, the tongue, that incredible little member. People call death upon their family members just by the tongue, by that little member. You speak it and you put it into the atmosphere. Speak life. Speak life into the atmosphere. Speak life over yourself. Confess it. Proclaim it. Claim it, I say, brothers and sisters. Don't speak negativity. Every time you open your mouth, it should be some positive word that you will bring a blessing to someone who hear you. Not every time they ask you or they go around you, how are you doing today, my sister? And all you could say is something that is sour, something that is, that is just not even worth your ears hearing them. And let's look at... Um, Psalms 52 and verse 2. It says here, The tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. The tongue represents the world of wrongdoing among the parts of our bodies. It pollutes the entire body and sets fire to the course of human existence and is set on fire by hell. What a little member that is so destructive. You know, when I was growing up, I usually say, and here, the little children growing up with me say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can't do no harm. That is the biggest lie from hell that has been promulgating from that age, even up to today. People say, you can talk, but once you don't touch me. But let me tell you something, words are like daggers. If you don't believe that, when, when last have somebody ever insulted you? Okay, you get it where I'm coming from now. 2 Samuel 23 verse 2 says, 
The Spirit of Yahweh speaks by me, and His word was in my tongue. His word was in my tongue. Yahweh's word have got to be in our tongue upon our lips. And when that is the case, oh, people will love to hear us. People will always want to be around you because you will be a blessing to them. You will bless their spirits. You will bless their hearts and they will in turn bless you. With it, we bless the master, our savior and father. And with it, we curse people made in Yahweh's image. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. These things should not be so, my brother and my sisters. How can you bless Yahweh? How can you bless Yeshua, the Son of the Most High, now on your knees? And when you get up, you curse your neighbor, you curse your brother and your sister, and you are saying that you are praising Yahweh? Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You speak lie, you shall suffer the consequences. You speak rumors, you shall suffer the consequences. You speak threatenings, you will suffer the consequences. Many people are in a whole heap of trouble because of that tongue. When you see those people coming, you make room for them and you clear out and you disappear because these people are like a razor. They will cut you, they will slice you all how, and they will leave you there in stitches, brothers and sisters. So Yahweh's word, the word of life and truth, should be upon our tongues. James 3 verse 6 to 10 says, And the tongue is a fire. You see, the tongue represents the world of wrongdoing among the parts of our bodies. It pollutes the entire body and sets fire to the course of human existence and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and sea creature is subdued and has been subdued by humankind. And the scripture is telling us in verse 8 that no man but no human being can subdue the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Full of deadly poison, my brother and my sister. So how can you bless the Son and bless the Father and, and curse people who are made in Yahweh's image? Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 11 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. And Job 29 verse 10 says, The nobles held their peace, and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. You see, when, when people see how you live, and how I live, and our conversation, our conduct in, the, in society, whenever they want to bring a railing accusation against us and say false things against us, their tongues will cleave to the roof of their mouth. And sometimes you have got to pray. I have got to pray for some people that Yahweh will cause their tongue to cleave to the roof of their mouths and that they will shut up, that they will shut up from speaking guile against Yahweh's children. Job says here in Job chapter 6 and verse 24, teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have heard. You see, sometimes we say things, we have slip up or bleeps and blunders and yes, sometimes we begin to speak without thinking. But Job is saying here, 
Teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. And when we ask Yahweh to give us this grace, his grace upon us that we may be able to say, Father, I have sinned with my tongue. I have sinned with my lips. Oh, Father in heaven, have mercy upon me and show me. Help me, give me understanding and show me where I have erred. We have got to go back to those who we have wronged by saying the wrong thing inappropriately saying something to hurt someone and when you go home Yahweh will bring it back to you upon your bed and you will say no I did say something wrong to this young man or this young lady I will go and make it right with them yes that is the conscience and the spirit that Yahweh has given us when we are convicted, we go and we make it right with our brothers and our sisters and confess our faults one to another. James continues here in verse 11 to 18. A spring does not pour out fresh water and bitter water from the same opening, does it? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a vine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring produce fresh water. So James 3 verse 11 and 12 says... A spring does not pour out fresh water and bitter water from the same opening, does it? Can a fig tree produce olives or a vine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring produce fresh water. You see, too many people want to be able to speak blessings and praises to the Almighty in the sanctuary and pray up a storm in church. But before they went into the sanctuary, they cursed out their co-worker or they said something that was insolent or insubordinate to their supervisor or their manager or their boss. Brothers and sisters, we cannot utter sweet water and bitter water from the same mouth. You have never gone to a fountain. Those fountains that they have at the airports or have them in hotels or have them in schools or colleges, universities. And when you press the button, the cool water comes up in a stream. And then you begin to drink bitter for the first mouthfuls and then sweet after. No, my brother and my sister, you are either sweet or you're either bitter. And First Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. And Revelation chapter 14 verse 1 and 3 to 5 says, and this is, this is going to underscore what James said about speaking no guile. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which followed the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits of Yahweh and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile. Listen to me carefully. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of Yahweh. If you want to make it into the kingdom of heaven... The kingdom of Yahweh and his dear son, Yeshua Hamashiach. There must be found no guile in your mouth and in my mouth. 
nothing filthy, nothing corrupt, nothing that defiles you, my brother and my sister. These things should not be within us if you want to walk the streets of the New Jerusalem, the streets of gold. You have got to be pure and holy as your Father in heaven is holy and also pure. Do you understand what I'm saying? And as I come to the end, I would repeat Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6 and 7. John said, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fair Yahweh, fair Yahweh, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea and the fountains of water. This is the word of Yahweh today. My brother and my sister, that incredible little member will cause many people to go to hell. Speaking idle words, gossiping, backbiting, yes, discouragement, discouraging words nothing uplifting many people will lose their soul in hell making jokes and jesting and just being foolish and not wise in the sight of Yahweh being tale bearers tattle tales with old women's fables turning away people from the truth because of what we say the things that they say This is very serious and dangerous. But the scripture says that we shall give account for every idle word that we speak in the judgment. Let us pray. Father, today I thank you for your word. Your word is plain. Your word is clear. That we ought to be careful with the things that we say. We have got to be careful, Father, with the words that we speak from our lips. For by the words we are defiled and nothing nothing corrupt shall enter into your kingdom. Yahweh, please have mercy upon us. Have mercy for the things that we have said to others to offend them, to hurt them, to discourage them. Have mercy upon us. Help us to speak a word, a word in season. I pray, Father in heaven, that you will give us the unction, Yahweh, to live for you in words, in deeds, in thoughts and in action so that when you shall come we may be saved in your eternal kingdom for there shall be no guile found in us thank you for hearing and for answering in your son's name with thanksgiving amen if this broadcast has been a blessing to you you can write us at proclaim gospel p.o box 336 rotown tortola british virgin islands or you may email us at Proclaim Gospel VI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.